And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now here on the show, Kelly Newenhouse, Vice Chair of the National Corn Growers Association's Ethanol Action Team. He's also the Chair of the Iowa Corn Promotion Board. Kelly, good to catch up with you, sir. Hope you're doing well. Hey, great to be here this morning. Hey, thank you for joining us. I want to talk a little bit uh, about the corn industry's priorities for the next Congress. We've uh, got, obviously, elections behind us now. we got a, a better idea who's control of what chambers and a lot of issues uh, impacting the corn industry, especially, I know, on the ethanol side. What are some of the things that uh, the industry has set for priorities here heading into this next Congress, Kelly? Well, you know, definitely uh, energy independence is, is one big message we're sending out. And then also the national corn growers, we've been working for several years on a new bill that was introduced in the House and the Senate last year, the Next Gener- Generation Fuels Act. And uh, that that's something that we're really promoting and wanted to be reintroduced in this new Congress. Um, basically, it's uh, promoting the mid-level blends of ethanol. And, uh, you know, we, we know with all the issues going on in the world and high fuel costs and uh, that being passed on to everyone is the causing part the inflation situation we have today in a lot of things. So uh, we want to get a higher blends of ethanol in the tanks to save consumers money, lower greenhouse gas emissions, and, and clean up the environment. So uh, the Next Generation's Fields Act will be a big push for the national corn growers here going into this next session. Well, I know what the Next Gen Fuels Act is act as well, Kelly. Uh, a lot of support, obviously, from Midwestern senators, congressmen and women, and uh, quite a few Midwest governors as well, I believe, are kind of behind that uh, Next Gen Fuels Act, aren't they? They are. And actually, you know, we had uh, Hawaiian congressman sign on as a co-sponsor for the Next Generation Fuels Act. And, uh, you know, it, it's spreading. Um, the, the, the message is spreading that we need to reduce carbon emissions. And uh, and everyone knows that uh, biofuels will be part of that solution. So, um, you know, we need to get more and more co-signers on this bill. But uh, that's something we'll be working hard on this next uh, next year. Well, you alluded to it as well. I mean, ethanol could definitely be a solution to our fuel supply and give a little bit of long-term relief for consumers who are kind of feeling that pinch at the pump here this year, Kelly. Yeah, you know, with all the issues that are going on in the world, uh, you know, the, with the uh, trade disputes and the Russian and Ukraine war, um, you know, one thing I like to share is that if we replace the one-third of the E-10 pumps in the U.S. with E-15, that would eliminate all need for Russian imports of oil. And, uh, you know, this, this product that we have is homegrown, American-made. Um, why aren't we doing that? So we need to get more infrastructure out there, higher blends of ethanol to help uh, with our energy independence and save consumers money. Well, and thinking as well, Kelly, I know that for farmers, uh, advancing cleaner fuels, it, it provides great demand for, for corn. And just, uh, there's a lot of benefits uh, for our farmers, you know, back at, back at home across, uh, across the Midwest, across the Corn Belt, uh, when it comes to uh, having that demand for ethanol, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the demand for ethanol is a big part of our economics here in the Midwest, and, and not only for farmers, but we got a lot of real good high-paying jobs through the biofuels industry. Um, and so it, it's a it's an economic boom for the, for the Midwest and rural America, so we're going to continue to promote it, um, get more of it in the tanks, and uh, 
and keep sharing that message that it is part of the solution to uh, climate change and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Well, I know as well, uh, real quick, before we let you go, um, E15, year-round E15, I know is another big issue that uh, is being talked about. And then also waiting on the EPA with uh, an RFS decision coming up here, uh, presumably in a couple of weeks. So I know a couple things uh, as well in front of us here uh, in the very near term, I would say, Kelly. Yeah, but they're very important issues that we've been working hard on in getting the message to the EPA um, you know, there's a lot of support for E15, um, not only in the Midwest, but nationwide. So uh, uh, we need to make sure that it gets to be a year-round uh, product. And and also, you know, the next generation is part of the solution to that situation. So that would make, if that bill would get passed, E15 would be a permanent year-round uh, offered liquid fuel. So. Definitely. Kelly, uh, before I let you go, anything else uh, you haven't mentioned here today that uh, you want to mention real quick? You know, everything's going pretty well for the biofuels industry. There's a lot of excitement, not only with uh, small engine transportation, but the clear flame engines. I I can't hardly do an interview without mentioning them. That's a diesel-styled engine that runs on E98 ethanol. Um, It's making headways. It's being tested right now. And then also we got sustainable aviation fuel. that is uh, a, a futuristic uh, uh, goal of ours, but uh, I think they're all very critical in the biofuels industry and uh, agriculture. So we'll be uh, working on all of those uh, situations. Well, I know with the clear flame engine technology, we've talked about that uh, before here on the show. Very interesting stuff, and it's something I think we'll have to have a discussion about again when we uh, have more time. With that, Kelly Newenhouse, the Vice Chair of the National Corn Growers Association's Ethanol Action Team. Appreciate the time today. Thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you. Appreciate the time. And again, we appreciate his time and insight. That is uh, Kelly Newenhouse, Vice Chair of the National Corn Growers Association's Ethanol Action Team. He's also the Chair of the Iowa Corn Promotion Board. We appreciate uh, A little bit of time with him here uh, today on the program. Also, uh, NAFB convention in Kansas City last week. uh, Had a busy couple of days there. A lot of talk about a potential railroad strike. Uh, Mike Seifert, president and CEO of the National Graded Feed Association, says the falling levels on U.S. waterways uh, plus the threat of a potential railroad strike is almost a perfect storm. He talks about the scope of the challenge a rail strike would present for shipping U.S. commodities. Well, you figure 25% of the grain and oil seeds, bulk commodities, are moved by rail. And then you add in almost an equivalent number of cars are moved when you combine flour, biofuels, ethanol, DDGs, soy meal. It's a huge impact from both a moving product for export, moving product for processing, moving product for feeding animals. It would be a significant impact very quickly. I mean, you saw the challenges we had earlier in the year. Imagine shutting down the whole, basically the whole system. And Seifert talks about the outcome NGFA is hoping to see in the railroad situation. The best thing that could happen would be for those unions that have rejected the labor agreement to stay at the table and and be able to work out agreement with the railroads. That is the best case scenario. If that doesn't happen, when we get into the second week of December where strike is a possibility, then we're going to need Congress to intervene. But the best case scenario would be the parties getting it worked out amongst themselves and not having to get the government involved. Whether it's our members on our issues or producers on other areas, the less you can keep the government involved, usually the happier folks are. And, And I think 
if the private parties can work it out, that would certainly be the most ideal situation. And that's Mike Seifert from the National Grain and Feed Association. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.